Hello, I'm Chris Kreitschow, and this is New Rust Station, a show about the Rust programming language and the people who use it. This is an interview with Matt Gatu, one of the participants in the Increasing Rust's Reach program. Hi, Matt. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So can you tell us a little bit about your background with programming before you started incre- the Increasing Rust's Reach program? Um, so I've been... Uh, programming for a while. I finished uh, college last year, so I kind of picked up programming uh, when I was in college. I was doing engineering, um, and then I stumbled upon Python, and uh, that led to one uh, one thing. And then uh, you know, it's been a journey since then. I'd say I've been programming Python for the last three years, and uh, it's still what I do at my current job. Okay. How did you learn about Rust? I think the first time I heard about Rust uh, was probably sometime uh, last year. And then um, uh, probably maybe, um, you know, seeing uh, people talk talk about it online. Well, maybe uh, probably it would have been from Hacker News, but I never did... Um, you know, anything about it. it was just like, oh, there's this new language uh, from Mozilla. And then, um, so I remember the beginning of this year is, you know, when I was like, I need to learn something new. And, or, you know, one part of my, the goals for this year was to learn uh, Rust. Awesome. So I know the program started kind of mid-summer. How much Rust had you done before you were able to join the the Increasing Rust Reach program? So... I think around around uh, June, I kind of picked up uh, Rust. I uh, started doing some um, something stone, Rosetta Stone. Mm-hmm. So you know this this side where they like um, uh, computer challenges, you know, and then uh, they're implementing various languages. So I was kind of uh, you know picking up a problem and then trying to do that in Rust. And then um, I think. I, uh, around like two months after that is when I saw, uh, you know, when they announced they were having this program and they were, uh, they were telling guys to apply for it. Yeah. So must have been like, yeah, maybe one or two months. How many people around do you know there in Kenya who are working in Rust? Do you know a bunch of other people that way or are you one of a few? I would say uh, one of a few. Yeah, when I was starting, I didn't know anyone. Okay. Uh, but I kind of, there's a big uh, Python community here. So, and I've been a uh, part of Python and we have these meetups. We had a conference and I was kind of always talking about Rust to, you know, <laughs> yeah, to the guys. And um, I happened to uh, meet a couple of people who are actually interested in it. You know, even a fun fact, um, you know, just after we the increasing Rust program was done, I kind of started a meetup group for Rust. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, I think guys are excited about it, but it's a at the moment it's a small community. Yeah, it's a small community here too. So <laughs> I understand. Uh, there yeah. used to be a meetup in this area, and it died out at the beginning of the year. So I'm going to have to start one up here. Same thing. Yeah, I know. Um, I think we should be, we met the first time uh, in October and we are, I'm having another meetup in, on the 14th. So like a week from now. So yeah. Excellent. Second, yeah. That's awesome. 
So what got you interested in the increasing Rust's reach program then specifically? The funny thing is um, I actually didn't, um, you know, hear it myself. I, I had done a talk at my workplace about Rust. So we kind of have these forums where, you know, the engineering team meets and you can uh, give a presentation of you know, what you're doing or what you like. So I did a presentation on Rust and then um, some guy on the team um, he mentioned, uh, he sent me a link for, for the blog post and he was like, you know what, um, hmm. you should apply. And when I looked at it, um, you know, what uh, caught me was like, wow, uh, the fact that I, I would, uh, if I, if I got accepted to be one way to ramp up, uh, my knowledge of Rust and then I'd, I'll get so close to, to the community because the guys who are organizing it were actually, you know, members of the core team or some people like done really big contribution to us. So yeah, mostly it was me, it was like an opportunity to learn. Can you tell us a little about what you worked on for the program then? So um, there was one of the, uh, the group that I was in was for uh, doing uh, command line uh, stuff. So it was uh, mainly to, uh, around, uh, think about ideas around the Rust ecosystem that would suit uh, command line applications, uh, and then go try out a bunch of ideas, see uh, how much uh, Rust fits into that category, and are there you know challenges that we get. So actually, what I worked on mostly was to do a clone. I think I uh, my main work was developing a clone for WGET and seeing how far I could do it in Rust. And, you know, if I came up with challenges, then I would probably, uh, I did a couple of, you know, contributions to crits that I was using. I wrote some blog posts on what I learned, so, uh, you know, such stuff like, you know, um, there's one that I wrote about tooling, like how you, uh, you know, do testing on a, on a CLI applications in Rust, uh, such stuff. Cool. I'll definitely link those blog posts in the show notes because now I want to go read them. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll, I'll be sure to send them to you. And is the wget clone up on any source repository so people can see how far you got, what things you're in into, etc.? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's available on my, um, on my GitHub. Yeah. Awesome. What would you say is the best thing about working with Rust in this particular project or just in general? I would say it's the community because I had um, two Rust partners and uh, they were really great. And I think um, they for the participants, uh, but I'm most of just speaking uh, about myself, the community is really good and really open and, um, you know, willing to, to help. You know, they don't shy away from even when you think you're asking silly mistakes, they, they're really <laughs> receptive and yeah, willing to help. Um, I learned a ton just from uh, having uh, discussions and calls with with my Rust partners, which I would have like maybe taken ages if I tried to go learn that on my own. Yeah, yeah. What was on the flip side the worst or the hardest part of learning Rust and working with it throughout this process? So I'm not sure. You, okay, to me, I personally like Rust, so I wouldn't say there was like. Um, something um, hard uh, with the language. But I remember one one area where I stumbled a, a lot was error handling. You know, even even right now, I still kind of try to, to wrap my my head around uh, where you have 
like sending uh, you don't have i come from a python world where you kind of do a try and cut stuff you know or throw mm-hmm. an exception and then it come to rust and you don't actually throw them return errors and there's this results type or you do undrops so that was kind of stumbling block for me for a while and even now i'm still um, trying to get my way around but uh, i have like again considerable knowledge with uh, how rust uh, does error handling yeah, and then maybe for the program itself, I I would say um, since we were like in different teams, we there wasn't like a general, we call it. I didn't feel like there was a general goal for uh, for the program itself. I didn't um, interact with uh, people on other teams as much as I would have liked. Yeah, it was mostly me and you know my Rust partners who we were working on uh, for the for the CLI ideas, but there were, there were a bunch of other people doing, uh, you know, improving uh, education. There were people who were doing, I think, uh, some stuff on, on diesel, the, the ORM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and suddenly I didn't really get to interact with them. Yeah, that's helpful feedback. Hopefully, if we get to do this as a community again, we'll be able to pull some of those things together a little more. Yeah, yeah. What would you say the biggest things you learned as part of the program or whether specifically about Rust or about programming more generally or about command line tools specifically? So uh, I would say it helped me uh, grow up as a, uh, as a programmer. I learned a lot. I think uh, I just realized, um, you know, mentorship uh, is really a good thing. If you, you're starting out uh, programming or you want to really move up fast, um, it helps to have a mentor, some someone who's uh, already been there, and someone who's uh, you know preferably more knowledgeable than you. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, one thing that I I think I came out uh, or rather got from the program. Then I also realized there's a lot to to do. There's um, I think Rust is relatively young and. Uh, at first, I felt uh, it was a bit daunting for me because um, most of the people I see on online are people who've done, uh, you know, either they come from a C background, C plus plus, so they're like system pro- uh, system programmers, or they are academics. You know, you get people with PhDs and all that. So for for a while, I was feeling like, well, how do you you know contribute? That my background isn't in that. Um, I did engineering. I um, and engineering isn't really focused so much on programming, but I knew a bit of Python, which is dynamic. Is not mm-hmm. I didn't know like when people talk about uh, memory management and stuff like that. Yeah, I kind of I kind of get lost, but I just realized there's a lot that you can uh, contribute. You know, part of the reason why I started a meetup and um, you know started uh, doing talks on Rust is that I realized. Um, one is there is in a community where I am, and to be a good thing to actually, um, you know, start building a community. And again, I learned a lot. Like Rust changes the way you uh, you program. I think the way I write my uh, Rust program is totally very different from how I used to to code in Python, and that has influenced mm-hmm. actually, you know, how I write. Um, code in other languages so like yeah that is also a, um, a very big thing that i i got from planning rust 
if you can think of any off the top of your head, what are some of the ways that it's changed the way you write, say, Python? Uh, okay, let's see. I think mostly is, for example, if you're uh, writing a, a function in Rust, it has to be uh, somewhat concise because you the syntax forces you to to actually know what you expect and your output. Because in Python, you, you can you can overload your functions. You can have you you know do a, a lot of stuff and then at the end uh, you don't even return anything or something. So to me, it's uh, that design kind of makes you you know sort of have composability in in terms mm-hmm. of you write um, your functions have to be forecast. They do this one thing. It kind of makes you strict in a sense, yeah. Mostly in terms of design. So I, I, I if I write yeah. when write Python, I don't overload my functions. I kind of think them through and structure my my code better. Yeah, that's a great example. I've had some of the same experience writing JavaScript and now TypeScript. Just uh, things coming back in from Rust that make me mm-hmm. think about the responsibilities and composability. Exactly those same kinds of things. Yeah. Are there any parts of the things you were working on in increasing Rust's reach with you know, cloning wget that you weren't able to finish and that you would like to keep working on, or did you get all the way through that? Nah. Um, the project is not is not really finished. Um, there's some a uh, couple of things. Actually, it was uh, still my intention to finish up on it. So, but with this thing I was trying, it's not really uh, part of WGET, but it's um, something that I wanted to implement was to have concurrency. So, sort of uh, improve because, yeah, WGET is single threaded. You Right. Yeah. But, you know, think of how they um, improve the download speeds without uh, per se breaking uh, WGET's API, you know, or how it's used. And uh, yeah, initially I had something uh, that was working, but later on I realized it doesn't fit uh, if I was going to maintain how, you know, WGET uh, works. So I ended up uh, rolling back those changes, but it was something I probably want to implement in future. Yeah. So concurrency. Yeah, that makes good sense. So it sounds like you definitely plan to keep using Rust now that you've wrapped this program up. And yeah, I I think I'll I'll be I've been Rust for the for the long run. Uh, and I, I don't know personally. Um, I hope I can you know uh, learn enough Rust to you know shift it in terms of probably switch from using a dynamic language that where I work to. To Rust or something uh, lower level because I I'm sort of program, uh, pragmatic in the sense that I think uh, as a programmer you should should try at least you know run uh, learn a dynamic language a low level language something functional and to me for the low level is now um, Rust is kind of a very good candidate for that yeah yeah. Anything else you want to talk about related to Rust or increasing Rust's reach or stuff you're doing there with starting up a meetup? Um, so I I guess um, so with the community um, I actually plan to you know the coming year to probably have a, like a seminar like a two day seminar um, sort of uh, this is I I'm sure you have you've heard of Rust Bridge. 
sort of what mm-hmm. they do um, before conferences. But now this will be uh, there won't be a conference, just as, like a, a one day or two days. I mean, I I get people, um, mostly uh, developers around Nairobi, you know, get immersed in the language and you know, come out learning uh, Rust. And uh, hopefully, so I've been, you know, championing it uh, in the company work, uh, in other tech companies that I know. And, you know, uh, my goal is to, before that, also champion it with uh, uh, the, the Rust core team and probably get one of two people coming and actually uh, being involved in the seminar. So, yeah, that is uh, one of uh, my focus. The other one would be, yeah, probably uh, still in the next years to uh, get um, a builder, a library, support something because we have from my work, there's a lot of uh, system, uh, you know, frameworks written in Python that we use, but are sort of slow or they kind of hinder you or they're uh, or because they've grown really uh, big we can't understand when stuff breaks it's sort of um, only one one or two people know about it and i was probably thinking of <laughs> yeah um putting one of those frameworks into rust and then you know sharing that out to to the community yeah because yeah it's it's sort of like you know thinking of these pain points that i have and where rust could could be really good to ease them that sounds fabulous yeah i'll be a little jealous of whoever from the rust core team ends up getting to come out there and help with that seminar that sounds awesome <laughs> yeah yeah because um um you know i mentioned um um i'm a, um, I'm a member of the uh, python community here so so this year we managed to have our first ever conference. So the meetup has been there for a while, but there, there's never been a conference. And um, I was part of the guys organizing it. And, um, you know, I've been, you know, the, probably the past four years attending meetups and the most people I've seen in a meetup are like around 40. And you had this conference where, you know, more than 300 people came and it was, it was just amazing it kind of changed my mind in terms of understanding just how much community matters and how much mm-hmm. uh, people benefit because we, we, you know, we got even students from uh, colleges around and campuses, you know, come for these workshops and learn a bunch, you know, stuff that I never actually, you know, got to experience when I was in, I was in college and I was, yeah. And I'm like, if I can do that and, you know, uh, you know, use the Rust meetup group or even the seminar to mentor, you know, other devs and even kids in college that would be just amazing that's a fabulous idea and that's pretty encouraging and inspiring it reminds me mm-hmm. how valuable that is for me because you know i've i've talked about and thought about doing it here but it makes me that much more excited okay i <laughs> i really want to go do it here so i i, I believe that's you, awesome. you, you should you should yeah thank you so much for your time today matt sure you're welcome yeah Thanks so much, as always, to this month's sponsors, Aaron Turon, Alexander Payne, Anthony Deschamps, Chris Palmer, Christopher Gifford, Benam Esfabod, Dan Abrams, Daniel Cullen, David W. Allen, John Rudnick, Matt Rudder, Nathan Scully, Nick Stevens, Peter Tillemans, Olaf Leidinger, Lushei Sonaya, Rafe Levine, and Vesa Kailavirta. If you're enjoying the show, please let others know about it. Tell them in person or tell them on social media or write and review it in your favorite podcast directory. 
If you're feeling especially generous, you can also help by sending some financial support for the show my way at patreon.com slash neurastation or via any of a number of other services I've listed on the show website, neurastation.com. Neurostation.com also has scripts and code samples for most of the teaching episodes, as well as transcripts for many of the interviews and full show notes for every episode. The show is on Twitter at Neurostation, or you can follow me there at Chris Kreitcho. Do tweet at me with news, with topic ideas, with potential interviewees, etc. You can also respond in the threads on the Rust user forums, Reddit, or Hacker News, or you can send me an email, and that is always my favorite. Until next time, happy coding. Yeah, hang on just a second. My cat is meowing at me and desperately wanting to leave the room.